Hello everyone, this is the very first episode of Eskimis podcast where we're going to talk about what programmatic advertising is, what rich media is and so forth. And today with me I have Eskimis CEO Vitas Pokštis who is going to elaborate on the whole topic and introduce us to the company itself. Hi Vitas. Hi. Hi nice to see you and thanks for giving us some time today to talk about the company and what it does. Of course. Pleasure. So the very first question I have for you is actually, in short, uh, could you maybe introduce Eskimi to us and to the whole audience? Yeah, sure. So yeah, Eskimi is a full stack programmatic platform. Um, we, as a company, we've been around for more than 10 years, actually. I think this is the 14th year when in, uh, we're in the market. And uh, our product, which we're currently developing, has uh, been around for five years. Uh, so the, what, what does the full stack programmatic mean? It means that we have uh, all the elements of the programmatic uh, uh, platform, which uh, usually starts from the uh, demand side platform or DSP. Uh, then uh, uh, we have our own data platform, uh, DMP, uh, supply side platform, SSP. And then we also focused on some other technology solutions like uh, Geofence, uh, and we have our own uh, rich media suit. That's a lot of tools in, in a single moment to hear and I heard that the company itself is already about 14 years old. That's a lot for a company and it tells me that there's a lot of experience. Uh, so maybe you could tell us how did it all begin in the first place? Yeah, sure, sure. So um, yeah, we started from a different business um, in a similar field. Uh, we were working in Eastern Europe with uh, uh, mobile telecoms at first uh, we are developing products for them and that was a time when mobile internet was just starting to grow um, you know I think when we started there were there were smartphones were not existent uh, and so on so so that was a interesting time when you had to have four four hundred devices on your table if you want to test the product um, that was really tough so <laughs> so yeah this this is where the experience started uh, in the telecommunications field and migrated to uh, mobile internet um, and this is when we have developed our first uh, products uh, which were only launched in local markets um, and then were used mostly by telecoms to uh, basically provide better services to their consumers uh, and uh, and then yeah I think the next step was that uh, we have developed uh, a chat service which was again a goal to kind of combine all those products which we have created into one solution so that people would come you know download content and also uh, spend some more time chatting with their friends and yeah I think in two or three years of development we just hit uh, um, emerging markets in Africa, Southeast Asia and Asia and our products started growing um, you know exponentially uh, it was really kind of uh, uh, an interesting period because we're adding like thousands and thousands of new users and uh, and uh, kind of this is this is basically how the Eskimi brand as was born um, and uh, and then yeah so this social network was our first product venturing outside of uh, the European markets mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and then afterwards uh, kind of we had some some other product lines but I mean this is how we went into media and this is how uh, afterwards we went to, into programmatic media so kind of that's uh, 
this is a yeah 14 year journey in a <laughs> in a short uh, a long yeah. journey but with a very very happy and uh, complex outcome with yeah. lots of tools and everything and uh, as you have mentioned programmatic advertising already i want to jump on to that uh could you elaborate for our audience about what it is in in general because we see how it's uh, receiving lots of like increased budgets it's uh, it's growing exponentially in use uh, so could you introduce what it is and why it's so useful? Yeah, yeah. so I think it's a, a term can be a bit confusing and all those uh, abbreviations of ESPs, DMPs is, is as well kind of uh, does not make it clear. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we had a time when um, even when we had our own social network and our own publisher, uh, we had a time when you had to place advertising directly basically call the media outlet mm. and ask them to place your banner and then they would do that and then you don't uh, you would not really know what's happening i mean you maybe receive a reporting um, dashboard but usually you don't uh, <laughs> so you don't really know what's happening but if you see your banner yourself in the in the site then you're happy and then your boss is happy and then yeah so this is how the market was uh, was uh, was at that time and uh, yeah, so basically programmatic has changed all that process um, of buying, uh, changed the supply chains uh, a bit. Um, and uh, instead of you know going directly, you can now uh, use a lot of the audience planning tools, uh, the placement tools, uh, the buying tools, a lot of algorithms to, to make it easier. And, uh, and all of that, of course, uh, uh, also converted into a lot of those audience buying solutions. Um, mm -hmm. Before that, you just place an ad in a newspaper online and then yeah, basically hit all users, uh, whoever they are. And now you can, you can carve out a certain audience type um, by a lot of data points um, and only target those users who matter. Um, going into very, very specific audience types. I mean, yes, everybody understands demographic, but yeah, you can only go as, very, as deep technically as, you know, uh, target a device price uh, of $250 and above, uh, or, uh, you know, target a user who has just left a certain telecom or, or so on. So kind of that's what programmatic advertising gives you, basically allowing algorithms and computers do a lot of decision making and mm. uh, and yeah kind of you have left you're left with the, all the creative work it basically gives you the power to target only those people that you actually need based on yeah. the data you yeah. provide yeah that, that's, that's a magnificent power uh, speaking about powers one of the main thing in programmatic advertising is rich media uh, and we know how enormously it can uh, attract attention from users uh, so to understand it better maybe you can tell us what types of rich media there are and uh, I've heard that it can have this uh, drag the the object option it can play music for you can play games on it so how powerful is this thing yeah yeah so I think the other thing which happened uh, in the ad in the ad world is that uh, people I mean and looking into all the ad blockers and everything that uh, people started to run away from advertising and uh, and yeah so advertisers starting to look for new ways to to capture that audience uh, engage that audience and uh, you know now it's not enough to just place a standard banner and uh, you know expect that you will have a great result um, 
of course it still happens but uh, but we feel that it's a much better way to engage the users uh, with certain messages and certain interactive elements that um, you know drive their attention so I mean and yeah some some people would think that uh, rich media is something that is nice nice to have we look at it as a different from a different angle because uh, the current um, I don't know CTR or click-through rate is yeah half a percent sometimes even like much much less um, so if you want to really uh, you know get the benefit out of your advertising especially if you're doing a um, an awareness campaign which still a lot of the brands do and spend most of the budget um, so you know that is that is why we always uh, suggest to to do rich media so with rich media you can basically do whatever you want as you mentioned right so a lot of brands uh, create small games uh, interactive elements as you know scratch swipe shake whatever I mean many of those um, but yeah the main idea is to is to uh, invite the person to do something and if you look at any kind of research um, for like a brand recall or recognition um, if the person has spent uh, at least five to ten seconds playing with the ad, with the ad I mean the, the they will remember the message and the, they will remember the brand much much better than just scrolling through a standard banner which is dull and yeah you see thousands of them so I think, yeah, this is something new to capture the attention. Um, you see that the engagement uh, rate is like 10, 15, 20 times better than the standard banner. Um, so, so yeah, that's why I think um, a lot of the brands are starting to recognize the benefits. I can agree. I saw, like you said, we see tons and tons of ads and rich media usually does stand out. And I only see the ones that are targeted at me. So that's the other benefit as well. Uh, in the very beginning, when you introduced the scheme, you talked about tools that are available from, from the company to the client. Uh, I know that one of those tools is the almighty so-called da telco dashboard. Uh, can you elaborate on how come this is such an awesome tool to use for telecoms? Yeah. Sure, so I think, uh, again, stepping back a bit um, on why we started to look differently uh, into some of the problems. Um, again, if you look at the ad tech space, everybody has a DSP, DMP, and uh, you have to differentiate somehow. And uh, we looked at certain segments and understood that instead of doing the service for just everyone, um, you know, having generic segments of uh, data interests affinity and all those things um, we have to create something that would be really uh, practical in use uh, and telecoms would stand out here because they have a very specific targeting option so if you look at the business intelligence units for telecoms what they do is they um, they sit like sit all day on their own data and trying to understand what is happening i mean any kind of uh, consumption changes in the user would trigger that user to, to, to kind of be assigned to a separate audience. Um, for example, the consumption drops or any other behavior change that would maybe signal that the user is about to disconnect or churn, as, the, as they call it. Um, so, uh, and, but the problem is that all those segments are only available from their own data. So if the, if the telecom is in the market, usually you have two, three, four, five telecoms per market, um, they would see uh, the consumption of their own users. But now in the current market where competition is fierce, the user is no longer using only 
uh, one service, one telecom, um, they're using a lot of others. So then um, basically uh, we created tools, how those telecoms can start understanding their users outside of their consumption network. So for example, if the user is using uh, uh, two gigabytes of data, uh, the telecom looks at, at it from, from, from their own perspective and only sees that two gigabytes of data. But when we join our data set, uh, you start to understand that this user is actually using 10 gigabytes of data, which means that only 20% of data revenue is captured at that initial or first telecom. So with our tools, then you start understanding that consumption, um, understanding, you know, multi-SIM segments, uh, migrations from one telecom to another, uh, you know, what kind of network do they use? Um, if they use one mobile broadband uh, for on the go, but at home, they maybe use a competitor's fixed line internet and many other use cases which allow those telecoms to basically expand their reach understand the users better and target them when 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 it's needed um, because yeah if you want to if the user has left your network uh, what telecoms normally do they would send them a bunch of messages offering free data but that sim card is already out somewhere in a drawer or maybe uh, kind of already uh, uh, dead so and we know that this user has just recently switched so uh, using us and our data, our DSP, the telecom would be able to reach that consumer even after they left their network. So that kind of gives them uh, additional opportunity to win back that consumer. And usually from our cases, 20-25% of them actually come back, which is huge in terms of revenue uh, kind of retention for those telecoms. So yeah, just one case, but yeah, there are many other things which can be uh, done with such data. It basically means that you allow telecoms to understand their data even better, to go deeper into it and take more action. Yeah, their data and then expand their, 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 their the kind of expand the view of their customer um, because the customer would naturally consume other uh, services as well. It sounds awesome and uh, a very difficult tool with so many benefits to, to gain from it. Um, I only have one last question to wrap up the, the lovely talk that we're having. Um, uh, if, for example, let's say that I am your soon-to-be client and I'm coming in to work with Eskimi. Uh, as, uh, as a potential new client, what can I expect from working with you? with Eskimi as a company? Well, I guess, um, as I already mentioned a bit, the, the focus that we have is try to understand different industries and try to offer those industries what they really need. So uh, we touched a bit on rich media, um, you know, FMCGs and a lot of brands which drive awareness for, for increased consumption. Um, that's, you know, they have uh, certain goals telecoms have uh, totally different goals uh, of course everybody has to do awareness uh, and so on so we try to combine uh, data creativity rich media um, ability to reach uh, millions of users um, um, you know great reporting trying to understand how the users reacted to the your ads and so on into one and then we try to do that differently for each industry uh, so I think, um, yeah, so what the team does is to try to understand different use cases and different products and different industries and see uh, what data in, in what scenario, what kind of creative executions um, and what inventory uh, from the supply side and, you know, uh, publisher side would be the most relevant and give you the best 
result uh, uh, for your marketing spend. So, so I guess that's what we build our strategy when building a product, working with clients, and that's yeah what the client should expect when they reach out and you know ask for a relevant proposal rather than just a, a generic uh, platform presentation. So I think that's the. That's what we strive for, and uh, and I guess yeah, th this is uh, how they uh, the client should approach us as well. Wonderful, thank you so much, Vitas, for sharing your time with me. I hope that what the audience heard has uh, they have uh, gained a better view of what Eskimi is and what it does. Uh, so thanks again very much, and uh, for those who have been listening to us, thanks for sharing your time as well. I hope you learned something new today, and be sure to hear more of these podcasts in the future. Thank you.